Hello and welcome to another episode of Tales from Shyanpur. This is your storyteller Aravind. On today's episode, we will hear the story of Rahula, a freelance photographer in Shyanpur. He personally approached me and asked me to narrate from a first-person point of view. So if you're ready, let's get started. And you know the drill. Sit back, relax, take a deep breath and close your eyes. It was May 16, 2015, a Saturday. It showed 3:30 p.m. on the clock. Glancing through all those images of Mumbai street food made me really hungry. I asked Veer, my colleague, if he wished to join me for some snacks and coffee, and he immediately agreed. I realized Veer was staring at those images too. I took my ID card out, locked my computer, and just as I was about to leave, I got a call from my chief, Sahil. who informed me of something really important however i did not take it seriously i was sure it was going to be another rapid fire session where shots and shouts would be fired at us in rapid successions dejected that i couldn't go for a filter coffee i entered the room where freelance photographers were present as well somewhere in my mind i wondered if the moments magazine was going to be shut down for the times to come and the whole office place would be turned into a hair salon i chose a seat in the last row of our meeting room as usual and asked veer to sit next to me so we could exchange some jokes and stares through the meeting it was 3:45 pm and i saw sahil entering the room confidently he brought some papers with him which he placed it on the table and started wondering why photographers from all departments have assembled together at this time let me clear things up first This is not a meeting to announce that we are shutting down. We are doing fine. In fact, we are doing great. The reason why we are here is that next issue is going to be a special one. We are going to publish a special issue on spirituality with columns featuring photos and interviews from yogis and sadhus across India. Now the interviews are going to be of yogis and saints who choose to be in stealth and avoid human interaction. Well, I have with me the list of photographers and their destinations. I would get this shared with each one of you so you could make the necessary arrangements for your travel. Feel free to approach me if you have any questions. I'm open to everything apart from exchanging places. Any questions? My god, it felt like a long speech, especially when the craving for coffee was high. Nobody responded to the question as it was time to smoke for many and gossip for some. Sahil understood and asked us to leave finally. I stepped out of my office and indulged in some pure kumbhagonam coffee. Ah, how much had I had to go through to get my hands on this? Done with coffee, I returned and saw the paper on my desk. Rajiv Manali, Nikita Shringeri, Dev Kanyakumari, Vicky Kasi, damn, taken. And Rahul Kedarnath. Kedarnath? It's the one located in the small state of Uttarakhand, right? Wow. But still man, Kasi is taken. I've always wanted to go to Kasi and capture the rawness of the Agoris and Babas living there. Well, sometime later maybe. I thought to myself and sent a text to Dilip, a journalist who would be accompanying me to Kedarnath, approximately 12,000 feet above sea level, and spectacular rivers such as Mandagini and Bhagirathi. Along the course of the journey, I felt the summer of 2015 was going to be a beautiful one. I asked Sahil about the departure dates 
and he told we could leave the time we were confident about the project but asked us to return at least 2 weeks before june 21st as a lot of desk work would be involved after return i further asked dilip about the date we could leave to kedarnath and he told he was excited about the project and that we could leave the next day too his enthusiasm was contagious and i decided to leave not the next day but the day that followed it was dinner time at home and i sat with my mother dhara who was busy serving me pickles ma i have to leave for kedarnath on 18th day after tomorrow that is i initiated the conversation why are you going on a vacation or something without me asked ma wondering if i was going on a secret summer vacation with my girlfriend no ma i'm going officially we're planning to dedicate an entire issue on the unsung yogis and sadhus in india and i've been asked to photograph saints living in the holy region of the himalayas i'm lucky to get a chance to escape from shainpur's heat and spend time in the mountains of himalayas right yes you are rahula but all i'm wondering is the 21st of this month is when your father please don't say anything ma i don't want to listen to the same old story of yours i'm least interested about may 21st and honestly i don't give a damn about dad as well it's been years since the incident happened and i've had enough when i was young and immature i had no other choice but to bless my father but now i realize that i don't he was a coward who did not have the spine to face life In fact, he shouldn't have gotten married in the first place. I also believe that he must be now having a son or a daughter who would be 5 or 6 years younger than me and living a contented life somewhere. It's us who are going down the drain every day. I was upset and walked away from dinner. My mom was upset about hearing such harsh words coming out of my mouth too. I could see her mouth still chewing on something long after she had swallowed the food. If there was someone whom I didn't want to upset or see depressed it was her my mom dhara being a single mother who had no idea about the whereabouts of her husband she single-handedly raised me and made me what i am today she had been a strong woman throughout her life tackling any issue that sprang up with complete composure she had been ridiculed and insulted but she kept moving in her life with a single motive of carving a good life for me god i would miss her for the next couple of weeks It was May 18, 2015 and the train was about to leave Shainpur Milan. Dilip and I boarded the train and went on to our seats. Thankfully, I had booked two upper berths so we could travel seamlessly for the next 36 hours. As usual, there were no Fs on the reservation chart and the seats next to us were occupied by a family that comprised of a father, a mother and an 11-year-old son. I looked at them, smiled and turned to Dilip. who wanted to discuss about the trip soon it was time to sleep and before settling down i looked again at the family i don't know why but i always gazed at families of 3 and got lost in my own world perhaps it was because i never had one the mother had taken the side up a bit and the father lay there on the bed below the kid lay over his father and traveled listening to the stories of his father had to share with him The wind caressed their hair and the occasional passing of lights gleamed on their faces. Both of them fell asleep in a while. The bonding the father and son shared made me envious. I imagine the kid's father taking him to the amusement parks and watch him scream out of joy, being there for him whenever the kid performed during school annual days, scolding him 
for having caught him trying to smoke for the first time and being the happiest person on earth to receive a gift from the first base check of his son there are tons and tons of instances in one's life when one needs the support and presence of a father people feel bad for not having love on valentine's day but fail to realize there are thousands of people out there who don't have a father or a mother to wish during father or mother's day i wanted my father back in life why why did he strand us i've missed him all through my life i'm not furious at him it's just that i miss him if he was dead things would have been different but having seen him walk out of the door in the stealth of night and not returning back since then is something i can't digest i still remember the day it was may 21 2000 his birthday ma and i had planned something special for him and were just waiting for the clock to strike 12 i was anxiously waiting in my room pretending to be asleep and it was a couple of minutes before 12 i saw him enter the room he sat next to me for a couple of minutes and caressed my hair i could still feel the warmth of his hand on my head it was eternal i was counting minutes inside of my mind he kissed me on my forehead and stood to leave i observed him carefully as he walked to the door i knew that time was running out but suppressed the urge to check my watch i took a deep breath and started counting in reverse 10 9 8 the clock struck 12 and i ran to hug and wish him a happy birthday but realized the door was locked from outside i tried opening it but in vain i started shouting for my father the voice still resonates in my brain and i started banging the door the door opened and i expected it to be my dad but it was ma i asked her as to how the door got locked she remained clueless we tried coming out of this and searched for my dad he was nowhere to be found in the house and i could sense panic silently seeping through our bodies we thought he would have gone out to receive a call on one of our neighbor's landline and would return but time went by and years passed as well but he never stepped back to our home it was no longer a home only me the hardships that ma and i had to go through do not deserve revisit yet i hope someday someday my dad would come back to our home apologize for stranding us at the stealth of the night and we could live as a family again dilip woke me up as we had reached some junction after another day's train journey we reached new delhi railway station we came outside and proceeded to board our cab that would take us to rishikesh where we would halt for a day and further proceed to kedarnath approximately 230 kilometers from there the journey from rishikesh to kedarnath was tiring as the roads were quite bad ironically the journey was also mesmerizing in a way because of the stunning views of the mountains on either side and rivers humbly finding their way amidst the mountains the prayags the sangams all deserve to be captured to permanence through my camera we reached our place of stay and decided to start with the project from the next day it was may 21 2015 the time for us to start working we stepped out of our accommodation and as we did we could see a small temple alongside the river mandakini i looked at the idol there and prayed for the well-being of my father who would be celebrating his birthday that day we then proceeded with our work we had hired a native to help us in talking to the sadhus and saints in the region 
He informed us there were many of them who frequented the place, but only a few had been residing there for several years. He said that he would take us to three sadhus and told they have been in Kedarnath under the shadows of Lord Shiva for more than a decade. They had seen the violent hurricanes and the deadliest of snowfall. Yet, they refused to budge from the place. He wondered as to what the saints saw in this place that others who would stay for a couple of days and visit the temple didn't. His question was fair. We spoke to two of the three saints and photographed them, with their consent of course, and proceeded to meet the last saint. But before that, we stopped for lunch. We had our lunch and I came out of the daba to wash my hands. Just when we were about to leave, I noticed a small group of three surrounding a person in rags. They were neither ridiculing him nor trying to chase him away. It appeared to me as if they were keenly listening to something to what the person was speaking about. I could hear the voice of Dilip calling me, but I did not want to miss this amazing scene that could even make it to the cover of our magazine. I took my camera out and walked near them to take a few snaps of them. I fixed an ideal lens for a better shot and as I focused the man in rags through the viewfinder, I froze. I zoomed in further to see a clearer image of the person and I simply froze further. My hands started shivering and I started sweating profusely. It was as if the symptoms of cardiac arrest had set in. I took out my kerchief and started wiping the sweat. I could no longer focus on taking a photograph of the person. I noticed his eyes. It was the same that had seen me several days just after I woke up in the mornings. I could hear his voice that once used to compliment and scold me. The face. It was his. It was my father. The one who fled at midnight. It was indeed him. Siddharth. What an impressive name. The name that was once behind many famous cover shots. He was in Kedarnath for now. That was what I could assume and take in at that instance. I ran towards him to hug him tight, hold his hands and take him back home. I was just a few meters away from him when he saw me running towards him. His face noticed mine and from the look of his face, I could realize he did not recognize me. I could see his eyes. It seemed like it had almost lost all its connections with the world and had developed calmness. It seemed to me as if he was wondering who this random person running towards him was. He asked me to sit down. He was talking about the concept of desire and attachment to worldly affairs and how it would hinder one's spiritual progress. He seemed to have finished whatever he had to say. Out of my knowledge and nowhere, I asked a question. Have you ever had a family? I asked. He gently smiled and replied. What is a family? People who have compassion for one another and care for each other become a family, isn't it? If it's true, then shouldn't the entire world be one huge family? The elderly person sitting to my right could be my father or an uncle, a distant relative, and you who came running towards me could be my son. Isn't humanity the name of our family? The answer did not make any sense to me but I realized my dad was traveling in a different dimension. I did not want to talk and remind him of anything. He had set out on his own journey and was content with his life. Though the way he left us was horrible, I was happy he is alive and in a healthy mental state. 
and he had been constantly talking but all i could hear was the sound of his last kiss on my forehead he was done and i was about to get up i saw him he was about to leave and i involuntarily fell at his feet he bent forward and put his palm over my head to pull me up i could feel the same warmth that i had felt years back i was happy and blessed within to have met him once again i closed the camera's lens and walked back to the dhaba i felt some things don't deserve to be etched in silicon chips but in human minds i cherished the moment and proceeded back to meeting the fourth saint i asked the native guy who the person was he told that the locals called him maitreya i turned back to catch a final glimpse of him my father he stood in front of a barren house waiting to go inside i observed him carefully as he walked to the door i knew that the time was running out but suppressed the urge to check my watch i took a deep breath and started counting 10 9 8 and 1 my father was gone like a shooting star my eyes turned moist and lips unusually smiled i was both happy and upset i decided i won't share this incident with ma i called her however and talked for a couple of minutes i told her how much i missed her and promised her i would return soon as soon as the work was done i had met my father maitreya so this was rahul and his story pretty intense right well that's all we have for this week stay tuned and gear up and listen to some tales from shainpur take care